This is the Freedom Media Network. And first, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Cultivate Elevate. A couple weeks ago, we featured Matt, the founder of Cultivate Elevate, on this podcast, and we talked about all the ways in which their organic, natural products can help you and how I, you know, those products have become a staple of my day. Each and every day, I take their six mix mushroom powder with my coffee. I take their ginkgo biloba in the afternoon. I take their shilajit in the morning, shilajat, whatever you want to call it. It helps my mood. It helps my gut health. It helps my joints, especially when I go hiking here at altitude. It also helps protect me from EMF radiation. And if you think that's tinfoil hat time, go back and listen to that episode. And guess what? In the show notes or wherever you're watching this, there's a link. You can click that link. You go to shop at Cultivate Elevate. Guess what? You get 10% off their products. 10% off. Go click the link. Go to kurtmercadante.life. There's a number of ways you can find the link. Click it. Go shop. 10% off. You're welcome for offering you that deal. Hey, team. Hope you're having an abundant day. You know, it's common to see someone at the gym take quick, short, powerful breaths before making a big lift. And while we think these types of breaths might be great for pumping us up, getting us ready to go, in fact, this type of hyperventilation, which is what it is, may actually be weakening us. The power of the breath has been known for thousands of years. In fact, the Sanskrit word for breath is prana, which actually means life force. The Taoists speak of chi, which is synonymous with breath and again means life force. The type of breathing practice in these Eastern traditions, however, is not that of the hyperventilating weightlifter at your local gym. Prana and chi are cultivated with slow, intentional breaths through the nose with your mouth closed and your tongue on the roof of the mouth beginning in the diaphragm, in your belly, and billowing up like a wave. There's a slow exhale with a breath hold at the end. Now, while it's easy to focus on the inhale, which is often where we think we get all that energy, imagining that the true power comes with the entry of oxygen into your body. In fact, the true power comes in the exhale as well as the inhale with the breath hold at the end. This is because that air hunger that we feel when we exhale and hold it comes with a little bit of what's called hypercapnia. Now, hypercapnia is a state in which you have too much carbon dioxide in your blood. This can happen when you take too many breaths or take short breaths. When you're breathing quickly like that, those powerful breaths and they're just chest breaths, they're actually very shallow, short breaths. You're not fully expelling the CO2. Your body needs a healthy balance of oxygen and CO2. Here's why. When you inhale, you bring oxygen into your body. That oxygen goes down to the alveoli in your lungs. I may have butchered that word alveoli. I've never actually said it, I don't think, out loud. (laughs) From there, the oxygen is carried into your bloodstream via the hemoglobin in your red blood cells. The hemoglobin acts like a city bus or a taxi cab, giving the oxygen a ride to your organs and tissues. Once at your tissues, the hemoglobin releases the oxygen and replaces it with CO2. The hemoglobin gives the CO2 a ride back to your lungs, and then when you exhale, the CO2 leaves your body. 
If your oxygen and CO2 levels are imbalanced, the hemoglobin bus won't adequately release the oxygen into your tissues. This is because your blood will become more acidic with a lower pH level, and as a result, the hemoglobin holds onto the oxygen instead of letting it off at the right stops. Hence, simply bringing oxygen into the body via your inhale isn't enough. The power comes in the exhale when you expel the CO2 and keep everything in balance so the oxygen can actually get to your tissues. So those short, powerful inhales to help you lift more weight may actually prevent you from doing so. True power comes from the emptying of your lungs. Now, continuing down the biology track a bit further, another bodily process that empowers through emptying is that of autophagy. Is it autophagy or autophagy? I don't know. Look it up. Auto, P-H-A-G-Y. This word has Greek roots that actually means self-eating. Think of it as a Pac-Man naturally eating up and clearing out old or excess cells in your body. It's a healthy process of emptying, and it's been credited with preventing diseases that result from cellular disease. Think of your body eating the cancerous cells in your body through a natural process. But our emptying theme doesn't end there. One way to stimulate this eating of old cells is by fasting. Fasting is a stressor that signals to your cells to get rid of the old, inefficient cells to create newer, healthier ones. You can actually strengthen yourself by emptying out your body, or fasting, which empties you of old, unhealthy cells. Oh, and by focusing more on slower exhales, you strengthen yourself by emptying excess CO2 to help more oxygen get to your muscles. Is the power of emptiness limited to the physical plane? Well, about 2,500 years ago, the Taoist sage Lao Tzu wrote in the Tao Te Ching, and I quote, 30 spokes are made one by holes in a hub, by vacancies joining them for a wheel's use. The use of clay in molding pitchers comes from the hollow of its absence, the emptiness within the pitcher. Doors, windows in a house are used for their emptiness. Thus, we are helped by what is not to use what is, end quote. In other words, a door, a window, a house, a pitcher wouldn't actually be useful without the emptiness inside. And emptiness is also a foundational principle in Buddhism, with a doctrine spelled out in the Heart Sutra. There are a variety of ways emptiness can be applied to one's life in this context, but one way is to empty your mind of the preconceptions and illusions of your programmed identity, that programming you've picked up since you were born. We've all picked up such programming over the course of our lives and it confuses us of what's real versus what's true to who we are as humans. That programming can also create noise within our minds and prevent us from being truly present and instead residing in the trauma of the past or anxiety of the future. Emptiness is not a new concept and it's not related to simply the physical plane. So how can we use this to design the life we want, to create a blueprint for our freedom businesses? More on that in an upcoming episode. 